Payback Time is a podcast about building businesses, wealth, and financial freedom. We try to uncover the challenges our guests faced, the mistakes they made, and the steps they took to achieve their goals. The overall objective is to provide you with a roadmap that leads to your own success. Sean Tepper is your host. Are you ready? It's payback time. Are you sitting on a domain name but not sure what to do with it? In some cases, that domain may be more valuable than you think. My next guest runs a company where she serves as a matchmaker between the domain seller and buyer. In this episode, she talks about premium domain names and why this digital asset won't decrease in value. Please welcome Tatiana Bono. Tatiana, welcome to the show. Nice, nice to meet you. Yes, good to have you here. Thank you for having him. (laughs) Indeed. Well, I'm really excited to talk about domains today. That's your area of specialty. Um, I know a lot of people deal with them, especially entrepreneurs out there. So we're going to learn a lot. But first things first, we'd like to know about your background a little bit. So you could tell us about yourself. Sure. So uh, I don't know how far back should I go, but just I guess let's, let's start from, from the very beginning. Um, I was born in Ukraine, in the Crimea. I grew up between the Crimea and Bulgaria. So kind of Eastern Europe, pretty what I found classic uh, Eastern upbringing, which when I came to the West seemed like very exciting for everyone. Um, so I've, I've moved around Europe. I don't find staying more than two or three years at the same place kind of interesting, I guess, but it gets harder and harder with kids, but um, keep trying. I got into IT. Oof. I remember when I first started with IT, I was selling websites and mm-hmm. it was around the time where you had to convince people they need the website. So that, that's kind of to give you an idea of timing. So that would have been the early 2000s, mid 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. My, my, yeah my first son was born in 2005. So that was the yeah, first early 2000s. Um, so it kind of naturally went from selling websites. Um, I later on had my own IT company in England. Uh, then we moved or added marketing to, to our services, branding. And the last are about four or five years now, I'm into domain names. So that's kind of what I, I really got passionate about. And it's sure. when I wanted when I was little, I wanted to be a journalist. And so words and writing and um, etymology has always been something that uh, that I kind of, even though I didn't end up doing that, I was always passionate about. So with naming and domain names, that kind of clicked as well. Mm-hmm. How do you go from a, a service business? And I had an agency between 2006, 2010, creating custom software, creating a lot of websites. So this was a lot of WordPress and probably remember Joomla was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many people use that yeah. in, Dru- in Drupal. Um, but, I don't uh, know now. Yeah. What happened right? <laughs> those, those old clunky platforms. I hate to offend anybody out there who still uses those, but I, I there's better options today. <laughs> I hated them. I hated them. Oh, right. They're nasty. Yeah. But yeah. And then um, how do you go from that type of business model, which is service to now selling domains? What I'm working towards is how do you generate revenue off domains? But first things first, what was the motivation to switch from service to domain name company? 
Um, it was. It wasn't intended. It was very, shall we say, lucky, accidental, and uh, sort of a, almost natural. It happened because I had a client who was looking to better present their premium domain names that they own. And that kind of got me to realize there's so many things wrong with that as an industry, with domain names, if you can call it an industry. Because at that point, I have been already in IT for quite some time. And I had been myself giving advice to people because obviously, you know, when you build someone a website or software even, uh, unless it's standalone, even then, they need a domain name. And I was advising people, I can't just get any domain name. It doesn't matter, you know, like, whatever, like if your brand name is, I don't know, example dash, whatever, dot, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I've been advising people badly on domain names simply because I myself didn't know any better. So when I started working on the presentation for premium domain names, obviously, as with any project you undertake, you start going into what it is, what does it mean? What do they do? How to, you, you want to understand it as well as possible and the target audience for that product so that you can present it better. And, and that was like a whole new world for me, like domain names and domain names as brand assets, not just as the technical side of, you know, you need a domain name to host a website. And, and that was like months. I was like gone in the whole space for months, just reading everything back and forth and existing like stories. And, and I couldn't find many domain names. Generally, the information was very, I don't want to offend anyone, but it was very like, it's like closed bubble of people who um, see those as something to invest in and trade mm -hmm. and, and not really as a brand asset. And, you know, they buy them and sell them and they have some ways to value them. And and that was very much it. Like I've literally spoken to, you know, top end branding and naming agencies and they don't know much. Like some of them can't even make the difference between a domain name and a website. And and that was really like, for, for me, it was really weird. And it was almost like I was almost nervous of getting into it because like, if nobody is doing that like maybe it's just not a good idea. Um, but, you know, I, I started working on the presentation for that portfolio of domain names and, and we started then working more towards um, education, educating entrepreneurs about why domain names are important, what are the main names as brand assets, how to choose a good domain name, what are the risks of not getting the best name for your businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And, and that has been ongoing since. And I don't know if I answered your question there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so another piggyback to the question is, do you still provide those marketing services like building websites and doing marketing for people? Or do you just focus on the domains today? I would say just focus on the domain names. There's very few, like I, I literally have clients for from like 15 years. I have clients wow. who are, as old as some of my kids who I started building websites for and, and we've just kept uh, that connection, but I, I don't really have the, you know, the time and the, the, the bandwidth to, to take any more clients on that front. So I'm, I'm just keeping it to really, really close circle of existing clients. And like, if they really strongly recommend someone, but I'm, sure. I'm more focused on the main names. So how do you, 
you know, because anybody can go to like a GoDaddy or Network Solutions and buy a domain for 10 to 15 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. How are you making money in this model? So the yes, they can. It's what type of domain name? It's um, you know, it, you you can't go and try to give some sort of objective example, but let's say when no, that's not a good one because they had already the name Facebook had meta.com already when they rebranded. But mm-hmm. for example, if if they if they didn't, they had the name as part of an acquisition they did in 2017 of some other company. But if they didn't, it wouldn't be as easy to go and get meta.com on GoDaddy because it's taken. There's, yep. um, you know, most of the good, um, meaningful, pronounceable, memorable .com domain names are taken. So that's that's kind of what we refer to as premium domain names. So they, they do have unique qualities. Um, and usually it is a .com. So... What we do at Mark Upgrade is we offer services for domain owners um, for a set price. So that really differentiates us from uh, a lot of companies out there because they work on percentage only. And what we do, what I found, at least that works for, for us, is I just couldn't work on percentage only because it's very subjective how you value those things. We're talking about digital assets. So it's you know you you it, it really depends it changes in time as well for example mm-hmm. names that had meta something five years ago would have been considered just you know okay name and now since everything is like meta the metaverse the meta this the meta that everything with meta is you know a hot name mm-hmm. for a brand same with coins you know before all the coins a name yep. with coin in it and so those things change and also yeah, to, to, to put it shortly, it, it's very hard to to value those names, and usually, um, which is why, yeah, which is why we, we charge premium domain name owners a set fee for the services that we provide, and then you know they they they're free to ask whatever they feel they they want for for their name as a valuation. Um, so and for on your, the other hand, yeah, I was going to ask for your model. Do you charge? Is it just like an upfront fee to go out and find the domain? Or are they paying you like a reoccurring fee to like monitor it? You break that down a little um, bit. So we have two type of clients effectively. One is okay. the owners of premium domain names who come to us so that we sell their names. That's mm. simply put. So we do we do the presentation of the name online. We can do outreach if uh, if they they find that or if we find that suitable it really depends on, on what they're looking to achieve and then the other side is the buyers of premium domain names which is usually entrepreneurs who um, either already operate on a name that is a compromise so you know facebook started as the facebook then they got facebook then they got fb.com etc and that's a very very common case um, or they're looking to launch a new brand and they want to really you know, get the best mm-hmm. of their marketing and, and a good domain name is really an intrinsic part of that. I, I'm connecting the dots now. So you start with the sellers, it sounds like, looking to, they already have a great domain, you start with them and then go mm-hmm. find the right buyer. And and I see where you're going because, man, I'll give this an example to the audience. Like Ticker originally was Ticker.pro, T-Y-K-R.pro.com mm. was taken. And uh, we just ran with it, but that's not a premium domain. .pro isn't as good as .com. And, and 
we did some homework and I had the domain in GoDaddy. We found out that we could use GoDaddy's broker service. So kind of like you, you know, they, what they did is they took a percentage of the domain, but we, or what they Mm -hmm. did is we engaged with their service and then they went out and connected with that domain owner, which happened to have the ticker.com in GoDaddy Mm -hmm. and helped with the negotiation that intermediate person negotiating and and it was a big number <laughs> and we did <laughs> did negotiate it down um i will say this it was in the five figures it was well into um it was a larger five figure number and we did talk it down to a lower five figure but we eventually got it through a back and forth process that probably took like a month and it sounds <laughs> like you would do something similar like you've got a, a, a holder of the domain they want to sell it and then you will you will help negotiate and sell it to a buyer. Is that is that correct? So uh, I oftentimes refer refer to myself as a matchmaker in, uh-huh. in that respect. So yeah. So um and and I have oftentimes people who contact me for a domain name. They they're surprised because that I like the first discussion I have with them um, is always about just figuring out whether that's at all the right name. For and again, that goes back to, uh, I mentioned earlier, our model is not based on just, you know, we get a percentage of the sale. So that helps me really have that peace of mind of we are paid our service paid for anyway. So right. I'm not out there trying to, you know, hammer you with buy that domain name, let's close that deal. My job is to figure out what's the best name for you. And honestly, if you mentioned you started on ticker.pro, when somebody, and, and you said five figures, Five figures is actually not, you know, it's not that much of a high number. I'm telling you that like the domains are, people are getting more and more open and realizing, yeah, six figures is a very normal figure for short memorable.com domain name. It's And and people get sometimes like they, they go onto those valuation tools mm-hmm. or statistics most of the sales of premium domain names are not reported. Like I can tell you in the for, well, I, I don't report any sales. I, I don't. I just don't find it because it, it's not the value of those things. It's not. It's not the cash. It's not the numbers. Right. It's and that's why I tell tell my clients. It's. Um, I think that there was angel.com dot com mm-hmm. um, when when they when they got because they had they had some variation of the name and they got angel.com for like two million and their reasoning was. Um, they said we we made the calculations and some tests of how much would it cost us to get one person to remember whatever else it was their domain name against angel.com mm-hmm. and and we figured you know two million is a bargain so yep. it, it's it's really it's not about the money it's not and it's more about what makes sense to you at this point of the development of your business so when you're launching a business and you have you know I know, 20, 30, 50, 100,000 budget, I'll be crazy to advise you to spend half of it on domain name. It just makes no sense. You don't right. even know if it will work. You don't. So yeah, of course, just get, you know, some, whatever it is, the best thing you can get and 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 think about it later. Think about improving it later. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, thank you so much for, I always like to understand 
um, the business model. And we just did that too. When you said matchmaker, I'm like, ah, you're connecting mm. the dots there between the buyer and the seller and domains. Now for the listeners out there, because we got a lot of listeners that, of course, they're into stocks or ETFs or index funds, mutual funds. And of course, we got a lot of people into crypto, which kind of dabbles with this world of NFTs. And then domains is another asset people aren't thinking about. Like I actually own a few domains that I'm sitting on and, and I'll look and go at Addy to see the value slowly increase. It's kind of like looking at my broker account to see my stocks <laughs> increase in value. Well, well, I've got one particular domain that's called Funder, F-U-N-D-Y-R. Um, kind of, there's a trend here for some reason. I like that Y in a name, kind of like ticker, <laughs> but it was years, it. <laughs> ago, years ago as a nonprofit type idea and um, uh, never really executed on it. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe that domain might be worth something. And I think in GoDaddy, it's sitting around like $2,000 as we as we speak. And mm. it started at around 1000 so it keeps going up. But I could be wrong. I know the value changes all the time. But, but it's interesting. I never looked at domains as like an asset. So let's dive mm. into that a little bit and talk about how are domains valued? What what makes a domain more valuable than other domains? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oof, that's a that's a tough one. There, there is, um, I mean, it, it is a whole industry that is not, I guess, very popular. It, it's a small world in a way. And if you get into it or once you start looking into it, there, there are a lot of uh, materials. There is a lot of information. There are blogs. There are uh, courses on on how to pick a good domain name to invest in, how to sell it, different strategies. So it, it is very much a, a thing that I myself wasn't familiar with until I, I got into domain names. So I don't. I'm probably not the best person to to discuss on how to value a name because the way I see them is more as brand assets. So mm. it's that. For me, for where I stand from you, you know, obviously it has to be like a memorable, meaningful, ideally short uh, name and with the .com extension. And that's a whole other topic that we could touch on. Yeah, but let's, I was going to sort of interrupt you there. Uh, um, I was going to ask, why is .com more valuable than any other t- top level domain? Because it's been since the beginning of the internet, it's effectively a brand of its own. Like dot com mm. itself is a brand. It, it was there at the it was there at the beginning, and every company that has operated on a dot com domain, which is you know you look at Fortune five hundred, you look at uh, top whatever list of top whatever brands, and we actually have that on smart branding. Uh, we we have a category that's called lists, and we do lists of you know, we would do like top, I don't know, 50 companies in the pet industry and look at their domain names, top companies in the fintech industry, look at their domain names. And it's not my opinion on yours or somebody else's. It's just a huge percentage of those operate on .com domain names. And the higher you go up the list, the more it's a domain name that exactly matches their brand name. So in a way, it's not... The what makes it so valuable is the fact that you don't have to repeat it. You don't have to, you know, I walk around the street and there's a Chanel ad and mm-hmm. it says Chanel. They don't need to say Chanel.com because everybody knows they're there. Yeah. Yeah. 
good. good so call. that's you, you pay you pay you pay for that. You yeah. pay for just that extra few seconds and that extra effort that you don't have to make every one of your customers put every time they have to find you. Yeah. I I wanted to ask it just to clarify, but it it's logical because .com has been it's oh it's a .com it's a website everybody thinks it's mm. that first and then if it's not because you see then a lot of a like guess, yeah yeah then you got a guess and then you're playing you're you're using Google and you're searching yep um, talk about maybe syllables and number of letters what is what is hot what is not oof <laughs> no there's trends there's different trends and they change and then it's uh, i guess you can go into you know is it good to ride on a trend or not is it um there was recently what was it yuga labs dropped the lab so they they got yuga dot that's what they called isn't it the the, the guys behind um the basic so okay. and so labs was a trend at some point like there was a lot of brands that had labs so mm-hmm. it's a question of it, it depends what what is your product or service do you want to be associated in with a particular trend because that could be a cool thing you know if you want to 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 have people have that association of particular age or space or or, or I don't know industry so it really depends it's very it's very individual i would say mm-hmm. like if you have to go with some like advice that would apply to all. I would advise not to go for things that are limiting in any way, because you, I mean, however, whatever niche you launch your business into, we all get into entrepreneurships with the idea to, for it to last and to, you know, get bigger and stronger and add more services, add more whatever. So if you have a word in the name that in some way defines what you do, then you may very likely find yourself in the future trying to get rid of it. And that's obviously any any rebranding is a risk. Right. Do you recommend in that case to just keep it really simple? Maybe shorter is better? Yeah, definitely. Only the simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. That was the word. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well phrased. Let's take a quick commercial break. Do you wish you would have bought some stocks earlier? Imagine you had $5,000 to invest. Let's say you bought Amazon stock in 2010. That $5,000 would now be worth over $95,000 today. Let's say you bought Tesla stock in 2013. That $5,000 would now be worth over $220,000 today. And let's say you bought Netflix stock back in 2012. That $5,000 would now be worth over $245,000 today. Do you feel like you find out about opportunities like this way too late? What if you could find great stocks before they become mainstream news? And what if a software found those stocks for you? With Ticker, you can find great stocks before what feels like the rest of the world finds out. No matter if you're a beginner or experienced investor, Ticker will help you find great buying opportunities and get a head start on your wealth building journey. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.com. That's T-Y-K-R.com. Again, ticker.com. Um, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I always paid attention to two-syllable words in tech. You got Facebook, Google, Uber, Tesla, um, mm. a lot of two syllables. And I noticed this over the last 10, 15 years is you don't, cause I run into a tech founder and they come up with like a, 
a long kitschy name with four syllables or more. And I'm like, it just, Mm. I'm not a marketing and branding expert by any means, but I know enough to be dangerous. And I'm like, it doesn't roll off the tongue, buddy. Mm. Like, right. So that's why, you know, looking for a name, like in our case, ticker, we had a few working titles or I, I had had one years ago and it was not trendy. It was, it was called, my audience will laugh at me for this, but it was, (laughs) it was, uh, (laughs) it was most engine margin of safety is what most MOS most engine. Okay. It was just a working title. And I'm like, this is not, this is not the name. This is a horrible name, but I, I didn't have any other name. So I went for, okay, what are two syllables short and sweet and relates to finance or investing. Mm. And that's, you know, essentially where ticker came from. So does that, does my strategy there, does that kind of check out? Does it make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It does. Well, the, the, the one you mentioned the most, uh, what was it? Most and en- most, most engine, like it's a, like engine. an engine in a, in a car. You, yeah. I, I can guarantee you if you had gone with that, you yourself with your team and, and your users would have ended up calling it just most. And that's, yes. how, that's just what happens. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm actually heading to, I'm sure MOS.com is taken. Yeah. It's sure. like <laughs> banking, banking that gets you ahead. Interesting. It is mm. a finance related app, but that's, that's gone. I'm actually going to meta. I've never actually gone to meta.com to see a Facebook. Yeah. That's Facebook. Yeah. Bought it. I'm sure somebody was they sitting had it on before that. that. No, no. They had it since 2017. Oh, really? They added that, yeah, that's when when they said they're rebranding, I was like, they're gonna rebrand to Meta. I know that because they they had that um with his wife, Mark has um philanthropy sort of organization, and they had acquired the company in 2017 that had the whole meta brand. Mm-hmm. So they had the name before that, and then they spent 60 million to get the meta as a brand name trademark from MetaBank. Hmm. Uh, 60 million. Yep. And the funny thing is I was looking at that today, actually, just before we, we got to talk now, uh, that yesterday Zuckerberg announced that he's rebranding Facebook pay to MetaPay and the MetaPay.com domain name still goes to MetaBank services that offer a very similar thing. So they haven't figured something out there. They haven't sorted out something because I mean, mm-hmm. if they spend sixty million to get all of those rights, and they don't have the MetaPay, and they're rebranding to MetaPay, that's just weird. Sure, sure, okay. Before we jumped on the live call, we're talking about um, there's a lot of people sitting on three letter domains, and they could be random letters. It sounds like it's those those could be really really hot premium domains. Is that correct? Yes. So, the, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware of anything that's rare and unique, it, it has some sort of a value that, mm-hmm. that is minimal value, at least, and then you can add other qualities to it. So two-letter and three-letter.com domain names, there's a limited number of combinations of those. Mm-hmm. And also they they can be used as acronyms for many things. And also, obviously, yes. they're, yes. So there's a whole list of different applications that you have. There's the obviously given memorability, uh, the fact that they're rare, just, you know, just if you launch a business on a three-letter.com domain names, you are just by that in itself alone, you, you're saying, I know what I'm doing. 
I have the confidence, I have the cash, I have the expertise in my field. Like, you know, people know that you're not nobody if you launch a business on that sort of a name. That is amazing to hear because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there overlooking that. What you're just saying there is the value of your company can be increased from the domain name itself, especially if it's three letters and it's a dot com. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, there, there, there are cases like that. And it's something that we've been aiming to do actually on smart branding, but I just literally haven't got the time to, sure. to get around to it. But we wanted to, or we want to look at company valuations before and after they upgrade their domain name. We have a short list of cases where you can clearly see that, literally like you can see it. But I wanted to have some more to have some good sort of a case study on that. So I'll update you on that once we get to it one day. Sure, sure. And also, if- as I mean, since we, we're talking about investments, as I mean, now we're talking about domains as, as brand assets, as developing brands, but yeah. those type of names, like the two-letter, the three-letter domain names, um, as investment assets, they, they're also interesting and something that a lot of people overlook as well. And mm. um, I mentioned to you earlier that there is a report from escrow.com on that where where they compare domain names over the past 10, 15 years, I think, as value that they've held and actually it increases over time. And it has been better than like things like real estate or Bitcoin. Like you, you wouldn't expect to see that sort <laughs> of thing. Yeah. Well, to me... You know, uh, well, Bitcoin, and I'm I'm just going to use some comparisons here, like Bitcoin mm. and NFTs. The value can go up one day, way down the next. Highly volatile. Um, mm. Real estate, to me, you can see some volatility, but the logic there, and and talking to people in real estate, they'll agree with me is people keep reproducing, which means we need more homes, and mm. homes are never going to be like a thing. Like, oh no, that's going out of trend, we don't need that. Like homes will always be needed, therefore real estate Mm. is always needed. With domains, I think it's in the same category. And I'd love to hear your thoughts is like, people need some kind of site, even if they create an app, like a mobile app, you're still wanting to brand your business on some kind of website, Mm. it's needed. It can be a one page site, static HTML with buttons to either Google or or, uh, Mm. Apple. Right. Would you agree with that? Like domains are oh, not yeah, going to absolutely. devalue. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is the real estate of the internet. That's, yes. that's exactly what it is. And it's funny you you mentioned that they're not going to devalue because there's been some so many things that so many times where people went, oh, okay, domain names are dead. Like they're going to be apps. Everything is going to be apps. Nobody's going to need domain names. Everything is going to be apps. And, you know, domain names are still there. Then there was uh, there's Facebook. Everything is going to be Facebook and Google. We don't need domain names. Everything mm-hmm. is going to be whatever. And now actually you're seeing the opposite trend where you know people jumped onto social networks and search engines as the brilliant solution to look at how am I going to connect with my audience. It's going to be brilliant. I'm just going to put my stuff there. And that worked for some time. You know, it was easy and free and the guidelines were easy and free and all that for how to do that. And then we all know how it went because, you know, there's no free lunch. So mm-hmm. now it's like, if you want to be on the top of Google, you have to pay. If you want to be on the top of whatever you have to pay, if you don't pay, you have a list of things that keep changing that you have to comply to. 
and there's so many people who like you can literally lose your audience overnight. You can use, lose your content overnight. And effectively, a lot of people are like, hold on a minute. So like I'm bringing people to whatever social network or whatever search engine I'm bringing. They're coming there looking for me. I have to pay for that. So I, I don't own that audience. I don't have a direct connection with them. And I can be thrown out at any point and lose my content and my connection with my audience. Like, what's the point of that? Yes, well, what's right. the What's the logic? And we're talking about, oh my God, six figures is a lot for a domain name. But that's, that's yours. That's yep. your space. That's your website. And I always give Nike as an example because I love how they they were really on top of it. And I'm sure there's probably other brands, but like they were really on top of it for a long time now. Like they withdrew their products from Amazon. They really focused on building their own brand. And sure, you know, um, um, they, they have a huge advertising budget and that's always a thing, but they're really focusing of like, if you want to get something that's Nike, you go to Nike. You, I mean, why yeah. would you go to Google? Why would you go to Amazon? Why would you go to... You know why they they just make make it so easy and they give you a lot of incentives to do that, not to go via other channels, but to go directly mm -hmm. to them. You like I have my account, I have my personalized history and suggestions and perks and whatever, and it's a pleasure and it's a nice feeling that you have that connection with that brand. And for them, that's not extra dollars every time I go back to them. Yeah. And I don't even go to other brands. Uh, right. I, I like how you phrase that if you go back a little bit was the comment on the real estate of the internet. And that was like mm. the immediate aha moment. Like you're right. Like, like you could lose your Facebook page or your, whatever social channel or get your app taken down, but that domain that's yours. Mm. I, I love that. That's, that's a great call. And I was listening to a podcast over the last week. I think it was, um, I really like the podcast Acquired. And there was somebody mm -hmm. talking about how if you're going to create an app, they did emphasize the power of you still want to create a website version or at least have a website that markets your app. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just create an app, go to the market store. Otherwise, you have a big branding miss. And I was, I was like, I totally agree with that because I, oh, yeah. I have seen people just create a mobile app and you try to look them up because you want to do homework on them and learn about them, learn about the I team. find it suspicious. Yeah. Yes. If I don't find a website, I'm like, eh, there's something to check Thank about you, that. right? Like, and there are certain apps that I was looking at. I'm like, I want to know, okay, so where are they based? Like, just show yeah. me a city, right? And I want to know the team, like how many mm. founders or owners do they have? And is there venture capital behind it? And and when you can't find any of that, then you're right. I'm, I'm super suspicious. Well, and I'm because behind. it's even more personal. It's not like, you know, you can visit the website and then like you, you know, don't accept yeah. anything, erase your history, whatever. But you're downloading an app on your phone. Like if yeah. you want to know who's behind that, you, you're yes. installing a thing on that thing that's always with you and like listening to you and in your pocket and with all your passwords and banks and whatever. Of course, you want to know, you know yes. everything about them. There, there's another good point. Like you're installing this thing on your phone. Your mm. phone has all your, like my phone, I've got my broker and my, my bank and yeah. <laughs> everything here. That's a good call. If you download the wrong app, I mean, you could be susceptible to uh, uh, cybersecurity issues there. So uh, that's, that's really insightful. Um, I like to talk about 
I have run into entrepreneurs that gravitate towards creating longer domains. They could almost be a sentence. We're talking two <laughs> words, three words. It sounds like you being a branding expert in this space, you'd probably advise them to rethink their domain name and try to go for something shorter, correct? Yeah, I'm not sure I can <laughs> say much more of that. <laughs> Common you know, sense. I see that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see that a lot of, like when, when we talk about, I'm going to jump back a bit. Like when I was doing websites and software mm -hmm. and a huge problem I had with people was when we sit at the table and we're like, okay, let's, let's do that website. And we go, you know, what do you need? What are you selling? Da, da, da. And very quickly, a huge percentage of people end up going, yeah, but I like green and I want that there. And I want that to be that shape. And I want I know, a picture of my dog there. And it's like, that's, are you building a website for yourself? Or are you building a website for your clients? That's not the same thing. You can, you know, like and want whatever you want. You are not your client. And I have the same thing with domain names. Like you can like whatever, you can think whatever, but it's about your clients. It's about your customers. It's about your business partners. It's about your investors. And you may like or want to save on or don't care about that domain name and you can have two lines. I don't know what's the limit, actually. It must be about 100 characters of a domain name. And I think it's registered, <laughs> uh, something, it's something crazy, but you can do that. You can, you can do that, but it's literally disrespectful to your audience because yes. that's every, every one of them will have to remember that every one of them will be taking risks with, with the security of their, their data, because like, you know, you have people sending personal stuff and important information by email. So if, if they mistype your domain name every time because it's hard to remember or because there's a dash and they forget there's a dash or because of whatever, you that, that's you're abusing their time and their trust. So it's yep. not about you, it's about them. I thank you for that comment. And when I had an agency, I dealt with the same issue as I dealt with. I worked with a lot of small businesses and in a quite a few mid-sized businesses. So it was really that SMB market. And I found that you would run into those small business owners. They wanted their colors the way they wanted. And they wanted their domain name, which could be like the name of their two kids. And so you would have, you know, these long strings and, mm. and all this kitschy stuff that you're right. It was for them. It wasn't their customer. And I always raise the question, I'm like, are you buying from you? or your customers mm. buying from you. And exactly. they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. But I still want the pink colors with the long, you know. Yeah. It, it was an uphill battle and I eventually got out yeah. of that space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can yeah. relate. <laughs> well, this has been really educational on domains. I've, I've never looked at them as an asset class. I know you're really focused on the branding side, but my audience is probably gonna be very interested in going to GoDaddy or network solutions or uh, Cloudflare to register domains. And um, you want to be looking for those shorter domains, those catchy domains, um, um, something that's more brandable and think long-term because somebody could approach you like yourself someday and be like, hey, <laughs> I've got a customer. I would, yeah, I would advise them to do a lot of learning before they get into okay. that, as with anything else. But there, there is a lot of information. There is, I mean, I, I myself, I told you when I got into domain names, there was like months of, of reading and I didn't, like I came from a tech background, but I, I just hadn't looked at them as brand assets or investment assets. I just had the technical part of it. You know, how yes. do you buy the domain name? How do you set it up? And, you know, there you go. 
So there is a lot of information and we also try to put a lot of information together on smart branding, on the branding side and the importance and also the lists I mentioned on what type of domain names do the best companies have. So that's kind of indicative as well of, of what's what's good and what's not. But there are there are, there is a DN Academy, I believe. Mm-hmm. There are there are quite a few good folks in the space and blogs that that cover some information on that so definitely yeah before you throw yourself into you know buying domain names to read about about it and thank you for saying that because i i've got a quick short story which you're going to laugh at this a little bit but i was talking to somebody who they came upon a sum of money i don't know if it was inherited from um somebody who passed away in their, their family or if they sold the business i can't recall what it was but anyway this person bought like, we're talking several hundred domains. I think it was like 500 domains and sat on it. And he was like, most of them have not gained value over the last 10 years. And I felt like I wasted all this money. And Mm -hmm. that's the flip side of the equation. You could probably, you right. You could buy a few good domains that maybe they'll have value someday, but you probably have a lot of, a lot of bad ones. He probably wasn't following some of the tips here you gave, but um, to the audience out there, just don't go over to GoDaddy and start buying like a thousand domains tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, don't just do your homework. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Learn about it a bit more, and right. yeah, then then you can right. get into it. Just with like with anything else, I guess. But because it's you know it seems so easy and it's digital. I think when we're not talking about physical things, people are a bit like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm to leave the audience with a good tip is like if if you can find shorter domains, you probably won't get any three letter domain dot coms anymore. But um, mm-hmm. if you can find something short, sweet, maybe a trend will come your way and you could sell it for a, a, a nice penny. Maybe maybe that domain I've got funder with a Y. Maybe someday somebody will come to me <laughs> <laughs> and ask questions. What I'd like to do next is transition to the rapid fire round. We've got a few questions where we get to find out who Tatiana really is. There are a bunch of fun questions. If you can try to answer each question in 15 seconds or less. You ready? Oof, okay. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite podcast that you listen to? Um, Mark Randall's that will never work. That's that will never work. Netflix. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, what is a recent book you read and would recommend? I got into audiobooks, which I used to hate for a very long time. And actually, at the moment, I'm listening to Mark Randall's book that will never work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat myself, but in French, because I, I read the book in English. So I'm trying to kind of better my French. So um, I thought that's a good idea. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Mr. Nobody, or is that Nobody with Bob? Mr. Blinker? Nobody. No, no. No, no. Okay. Mr. Nobody. Got it. All right. All right. I'll put it on the list. Um, what is the best business advice you ever received? Best business advice I ever received. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, I, I like to, and I don't listen to much advice, which is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing, but I like to make my own mistakes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. We, I can think we of. could flip that. I got a, I got a question that goes with it, which we flipped the okay. equation, which is what is the worst business advice you ever received? Has anybody out there ever given you some bad business advice that maybe you, you kind of laughed at, or maybe you followed and made the mistake? Um, I haven't laughed at, but that's a general practice that a lot of people do when they get into a business or a new industry. They, they, they do stuff very cheap or for free. 
And I've been advised to do that and I have done that. And that's a really bad idea. I don't think anybody should do that. I, I mean, I, yeah. Anytime anybody says, you know, oh, do that and you get whatever business or, you know, you like, oh, that's a huge name. I'm going to do that for free or cheaper because of whatever. It's not a good idea. You should, you should always value your, your, you know, your business, your value, your services and, and expect the same from other people. I, I love that advice. I was actually watching a YouTube video today, just reemphasizing the importance of don't be that person that creates a service mm. or a product that's exactly the same as somebody else's and then charge a lower price. It, it yeah. shows you how weak you are in business and you probably won't have a sustainable business. They did say, if you're going to start a business, charge more, you know, it can seem counterintuitive, yeah. but it, it, it gives a better. No, no, it's that. I mean, you have to deliver obviously, but yeah, yeah. Don't, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see selling on, on price as a good thing. Right. Agreed. Uh, and then the last question here is the time machine question. If you could go back in time to give your younger self advice, what age would you visit and what would you say? Um, what age? Probably, probably about 14, 15. And yeah, and I think I would, I would tell myself to, to trust myself a bit more. I think uh, it's funny. I don't know if that's that's an exception in my case, but I think a lot of people, we, we do that at that age. We have all those um, ideas and aspirations and, and then we look around and it, like the world kind of gets a bit more complex and we start thinking, you know, I know I, there's so many people doing a job they don't like, living with people they don't love, and that's normal. And we go, okay, I should do that because that's normal. And and then some just stay there forever. And and some, I guess, like myself, get out of that at some point and go, no, that's not normal, actually. You know, when what I thought at 14, 15 is is you know what I want to do as work, as personal, as business life, it's doable. So yeah, normal is what, what you make, it's not what you know whoever, whatever around you says is normal. Sure, sure. Well, great advice. And and thank you so much for your time. What I'd like to do next is turn it over to you. Um, If you could share with the audience, where can they reach you? I think what I would like to recommend is smartbranding.com. That's where we put a lot of information on branding and naming. We have interviews. We have different resources. We have research um, generally advice on the topic of naming and branding. And I think that can be useful to everyone and it's really available. So yeah, that everybody can browse that and I hope they can benefit from it. Um, and the other site we have is markupgrade.com, which is more on the domain name side. Got it. And obviously they can Google my name and uh, send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to help with, sure, with tips sure. on, on the topics you mentioned. We'll promote these URLs you mentioned on our site and then social media, of course, so people can easily reach out to you. But Tatiana, I really appreciate your time talking about domains. Again, very much overlooked asset that I think a lot of people have access to. And um, it shows you the power of digital real estate domain names. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. Awesome. Well, hey, we'll talk soon. See ya. Sure. See ya. Hey, I just want to say thanks for checking out this podcast. I know your time is valuable and there's a lot of other podcasts out there you could be listening to. So thanks for taking the time to listen to my guest story. 
If you did enjoy this podcast episode, could you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review? That would be much appreciated. Thank you. And last but not least, on this podcast, uh, some episodes we do talk about stocks. And please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So if you did hear any buy or sell recommendations, please don't make those decisions based solely on what you hear. All right. Thanks a lot. See ya.